Retro games. Expensive and dumb. So you know it's recording. We're going to use that as our sound bite. Don't worry. A lot of people agree with me. Collectors will be like, yep. Yep. Do you have like an intro? No. We kind of just like wing it. And half the time... Half the time we just start yeah, talking. We will now. And then, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> and hope that it works. Have like a soundboard. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I'm, that's We're my hoping to get that. I want a soundboard with like a, yeah. like a fucking you could, like, noise. Also, yeah. if we could like record style. sounds and put it on it, like yeah, yeah somebody eating breakfast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? I don't know. <laughs> Specs and Suits, Theory of Everything. We have a special, uh, special episode today. We actually have guests, which Our is a rare. Guest. <laughs> and we're missing a guy. <laughs> yeah, Darcy's, Darcy's died on us. So we're only one person up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we bring people that are actually knowledgeable about uh, some sort of topic, whereas it's not just three guys. <laughs> it's not just three guys yelling at each other, so... Uh, now it's four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's four guys. We're, we're talking retro games today, so we brought in some... Uh, some experts in the in the subject. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Oh, I am Russell Bradley. I own Press Start Video Games. It's a local game store in BC, Canada. <laughs> I, no one's gonna come. So. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy that you get though. Yeah, yeah. One guy. Be I all came all the it. way from Ireland to come meet. <laughs> uh, and I'm John Owen. I hang out at Press Start Video Games and help um, a bunch of stuff. I kind of <laughs> co-own it too, kind of. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. <laughs> kind of <laughs> it's a handshake thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah t- he's got your back totally. yeah, yeah. Just, we've known each don't, other you don't need to sign this lease yeah. no. oh this way none the of my bis- name's on any of it that's true yeah if the business <laughs> goes down it's all me yeah. on yeah. alright well, let's get started what got you guys into retro games and, and things like that I think we got into retro games when they were new <laughs> <games>. <laughs> and yeah. we just decided they were the best games and went with it yeah yeah i mean uh yeah i guess when we're younger we just like i know when i was younger i had a super nintendo that's what i grew up with and i always remember john because we've known each other a really long time he had a sega genesis and i thought it was way cooler than the super nintendo oh you got everyone has to have one of those friends like this guy's got a sega genesis i got a super nintendo we got to be best friends now yeah yeah yeah. pretty much and i always i was always really jealous of the super nintendo (laughs) so we basically go over to each other's houses and play each other's games (laughs) just live at each other's houses swap (laughs) places yeah yeah and i think ever since then I've, i've been really into super nintendo specifically even though i like sega as i grew up i remembered most of the nostalgia from that so um, to me, like he was saying, they're, they're new games that I really enjoyed, and they've stuck with me throughout all these years. And I think that's the power of gaming. Like, in, even now, like, new games are going to be retro sooner or later. Oh, yeah. And so, like, yeah. Xbox One and PS4, 25 years down the re- re- line, are going to be retro games. Because yeah. that's how the industry Some I still love them. Yeah. Do, do you find <laughs> that, like, because 360 games are getting pretty old now. Do you find, like, those are going to have this, those are starting to get into the same nostalgia as... Super Nintendo for, or for some of the PlayStation crowd, 1, I guess? For some of the younger crowd, for sure. But um, it, it, it hasn't hit that point yet. I'd say we're, we're just 
edging into sort of the PS2 GameCube era where those are, are really hitting this, the nostalgia for people. Um, I think it's going to be a few years yet for for things like 360 and um, PS3. But uh, there's definitely a bit of nostalgia there still because people are constantly referring the new or comparing the new Call of Duties to the better older Call of Duties. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, it's clearly already happening, but um, give it another 10, 15 years and there'll be some sort of resurgence. Like, I don't know, like, uh, as of recent thought, um, Black Ops, the original Black Ops, we were just talking about this today, came available as backwards capable on Xbox One. So that game all of a sudden spiked in value. And, I mean, as this game store, we always look at value as attributing to well, if something's going to be collectible or not. But it was crazy to watch that game spike in value because there's so many Call of Duties it, out it, there. It doubled in value in one yeah. day. The day they announced oh, wow. um, we sold the backwards out. capability <laughs> went from a $10 game to a $20 game in a day. Wow. Yeah. And now people are paying $25, $30 yeah. for it. And the, the game's only, mine. you know, what, <laughs> what like four oh. years old at this yeah, point? It's, it's Five years old? Yeah, it's not even that, even that old. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does happen. Nostalgia is a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you find that the older games are more nostalgic because of the fact that maybe you had two buttons to control versus the new systems where you have a whole bunch of, you know, like joysticks, you got buttons on you know on the back, on the front? There sort of is the, the sort of the simplicity of the older games, the fact that you can kind of master and all, like almost take them to a breaking point is obviously a, an appealing point, especially with the... the, the sort of popularity of things like speed running and um twitch because you can you can really begin to do some really crazy things with these older games because of how simple they are mechanically um and you can still do that with the more complex games but it's just the the level of control you can get over simpler games is definitely mm. appealing for a lot of people i think i also feel like um uh, uh, to build on that um that with older games it's easier for the normal person to learn how to max it out so say i went into half-life 2 and wanted to do a speed run in the complications of being able to wrap my mind around it and the skill level i have to have the is far player. more than if i wanted to max out say Mega Man x for super yeah. nintendo mm-hmm. um not to say that there's not a lot of tech skill involved in both but i feel this goal is more reachable so it's it, like he was saying a wider range of people for that simplicity factor in it even though the games are brutally hard and i mean half-life is considerably easier than some old games you played ninja gaiden yeah exactly right like all those like castlevanias and ninja games are hard like i remember just a couple years ago probably more than that i feel old (laughs) um, when they released super metroid on the wii with the wii console and all those kids were having a problem figuring out how to make them crawl yeah like like, it's it's they they seem simple but they're complex because people are used to walkthroughs and yeah yeah you never see tutorials anymore where it's or or you see too many tutorials now where back in the day you're just like metroid you're in yeah Yeah, figure it out out. (laughs) oh yeah it's uh, you gotta go everywhere and get lost yeah Yeah, one thing we we've started really saying around the store is that older games are are simple to learn but hard to master like you you learn in mario that you can run and jump but then you you know the the sort of running and jumping and then bouncing from you know one koopa through a goomba and you know the 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 the, the varying levels of complexity within it i think is appealing for people yeah i think that's why mario maker is so popular crazy levels yeah that was a genius product that nintendo brought out i i I cannot 
so you yeah, have, like, say the, anything more good about it. So <laughs> the, the, everyone that loves speedruns just making all these crazy levels and just and they're insane. Yeah. Oh, I, like, <laughs> you have to throw it. You have to grab a shell and throw it and bounce it off the wall and keep yeah. it going. Like, like key break and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. It's... Uh, yeah, it was it was an ingenious move in the Nintendo. Just let people go crazy with Mario games. It's it it was. A very good idea. <laughs> the only issue with it is, uh, it's only got a, it's got a limited lifespan due to yeah. being an online. You know, are they been wiping people's accounts too and stuff? Yeah, like they that. they wipe off. Uh, they were for a while. There hasn't been news of it in a bit, but they were deleting people's levels that weren't getting a lot of activity. But yeah. none of my levels got deleted. No one plays <laughs> yeah. those. So yeah, it seems to be a bit of a yeah. luck of the draw kind of thing. Yeah. What about what? So what's owning the store? What's the rarest thing you guys have seen come through? Uh, we have a really stupid, really rare thing. Um, it's uh, an Intellivision computer, and it's basically a, a keyboard with a giant hole in it that you slot an Intellivision in, and it what? turns an Intellivision into like a, a Commodore 64-style computer. Um, it was produced back in the early 80s and then immediately recalled. Mm-hmm. And so um, there was, in newspapers and everything, if you mailed it back, you got a full refund. Yeah. And so people were buying them on sale and then getting the full refund. Were they just yeah. exploding? What was the reason for the um, recall? The, there was no support for the software. There's only, what, like seven software? There's like maybe it, seven games. Or not even, they're not they even games. Even, they're, they're, yes. they're software. And right? I don't even think they were officially released. I think yeah. they kind of came out like a Virtual Boy then. Uh, no, Virtual Boy Vir- had about that many games yeah, on it. No, a Virtual Boy had 17, but they were all officially released. And um, uh. they, it was somewhat popular and hyped up. But it also had various, the, the Intellivision keyboard had various technical issues. So I think what something like 5,000 were produced. Yeah, 5, And then 3,000 were recalled. So there's wow. 2,000 left out there. Even my parents returned yeah, one. That's <laughs> that was a, that was a crazy <laughs> thing about it when and, I talked to You can look around the room. They didn't return anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it was because of that full refund, and my parents won't buy things for full price. Um, Get your money back. I gotta need it. Yeah. And, um, so finding one and finding a working one is, is very, very, very uncommon. It's... It's worth. It's even hard to put a price tag on yeah. how much it's worth. I get they a lot of varying opinions often. on it. Yeah. Um. I would say anywhere. Like, if you were to place a value on it, and somebody's listening, you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I would say anywhere between eight thousand and fifteen thousand for a working one. Wow. Um. That's a lot of money on yeah, a yeah. single game product, especially something that you can't really <laughs> yeah, use. Yeah. It for. It's just a showpiece of that. Yeah. Blue. They they call it a blue whale for the Intellivision collectors. Um. So you gotta collect everything. So it's like it's like having a world champion. Chips for Nintendo yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's that for Intellivision collectors. Did the person know what they were bringing in? Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. actually technically we have it on consignment. So for someone. But it's so expensive that our percentage is pretty good. So we're hoping yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the thing about this podcast: buy this ColecoVision yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Intellivision. It's just Intellivision. He did mention where his store is located. Yeah, just somewhere in BC, Canada. I'm not the one in Brazil. There is a press start in brazil then yeah there's a yeah. press start in brazil and a press we, start in new jersey we get wow. likes on our facebook yeah. from the brazil one a lot and they'll like talk to me in their portuguese, portuguese. Well, that, portuguese. And there's, yeah. a, there's that youtuber that comes in and he's from um somewhere in south america oh and yeah he does buddy. he's yeah, done yeah. reviews in yeah. our store and stuff yeah. and then, nice yeah so uh, they may just get mixed up <laughs> yeah that's possible yeah you should do like an exchange like some 
you know, take yourselves down to Brazil. They'll come back up here. <laughs> Brazil's and... really cheap to buy games in, um, oh. just because the dollar is so and, and not good. And though China's <laughs> probably the pirate capital of the world for video games, Brazil's a close second, actually. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. they were actually producing like uh, homebrew and pirate games for the Master System up until the late nineties. That was like a really long time. <laughs> yeah, you could get, uh, they made a Street Fighter Two cartridge in Brazil for the Master System. The Master System for people who don't know is what came before the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yep. I had a master system. Yeah. Um, and so they made a Street Fighter 2 port for that in Brazil. <laughs> and now that's quite valuable because it's a very, it's a pretty good port it's for a 8-bit system. What a weird system to put it on. Yeah, it's a two-button really. system. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I think you got the pause that. button on the system itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. do have uh, the one and two buttons, and there's oh yeah no yeah it's just one and two in the D pad that's yeah, all that's, that's on there. And then they had, you got the two slots. You could have the card slot or the yeah. cartridge slot on those yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, the Sega card. Yeah, yeah. I think we had Spy one. versus Spy was the only one we had on those. Two though is the question. Like oh. you had the cartridge. Well, they, then... they, they, they the the Hue cards were like um, uh, an emerging technology mm. where you could fit the same amount of data on a cartridge, but on these small flat, right. a yeah. little bit longer than credit cards. Super ahead of their time. And um, they, I think they were just trying to jump on this technology and be prepared for you know the massive takeover of it's like the everybody will be cards. using these at home like the don't DVD you know what you're talking uh, well you know VHS, like you know, Turbo, Turbo Graphics did it in the yeah, end yeah. They, their whole system looked only on those cards right and they were the, the, the same technology as far as I can tell yeah you can take them apart it's, similar, just, it's yeah. like just a little chip in a card yeah. Um, and then, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's basically just like solid state, like yeah. DS games and stuff. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. Basically, I think you get more computing power on like a bus transfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, the RFID yeah. things, but um, yeah, yeah. So then, what's the so that's what's the rarest thing that you guys own yourself? Personally yeah. own. Um, oh. We, we, we have your most treasured very, We have very specific collections, each of us, because when we opened the store, we knew that we had to sell a lot of our own collection to build uh, inventory in the yeah. store. And we sacrificed. So we sacrificed a lot of stuff. Mm. So uh, I think, uh, uh, I, well, I don't think I know, I collect, <laughs> I collect Mega Man only kind of stuff. I do have a couple games for myself. And then John. I collect Zelda. Zelda, yeah. yeah. So uh, valuable, though. Uh, uh, I have a uh, Mega Man uh, Game Gear in box. Oh, your uh, cross section figures, though. Oh, I do. I do have. Uh, oh, yeah, those, those the cross section figures. They were by an artist called Cody Koala. The uh, Mega Man one <laughs> in particular. If you go online and go to Google and put in Mega Man cross section or whatever, yeah, you'll okay. get a picture of Mega Man statue cross sectioned. There's only one of those, yeah. and I actually own it. And that's yours. I, I, it was actually in Nintendo Power too. Yeah. Wow! They showed it in the, that the, magazine. The, the Mega Man and the Guts Man he has were both yeah. in. Um, yeah, Nintendo uh, Power. I don't know which issue it was. You don't own the issue. Well, imagine. Yeah, I don't know. We're issue. looking yeah. for it. I've been but, looking for the yeah. issue. I know what. If anybody it. has that issue, <laughs> let us know. That'd be a nice presentation. Right Press next our to video it. games. Yeah, BC, exactly. Canada. Canada. <laughs> Um, I don't. I actually don't have anything overly particularly rare with Zelda. I just kind of have a a, a mass of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's because most of it just goes into the store. And um, early on, we used to have a lot of like seller's remorse and you sort get of over yeah. trepidation about <laughs> selling all these valuable things. Like we want to keep them, but you kind of just have to get over that 
Yeah. And um, I wasn't gonna play Virtual Boy again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you you just you you just learn to appreciate what you have, collect the cool things, keep them you know close to you. And then I also live in a, a 500 square foot shoebox, <laughs> so I, I can't afford to collect things. I think I just plugged my Virtual Boy in the other day for, uh, just to see if it's still why? <laughs> my daughter wanted to plug it in uh, and take a look at it, but. I didn't let her touch it. I didn't want her to burn her eyes out. Can, can <laughs> a better way to get a headache. Yeah. <laughs> I always find it really um, kind of annoying that Nintendo hasn't released the Virtual Boy games on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they really I guess that would work. It, it would work. Yeah. It's, it's straightforward. I, I think they're they're just so ashamed of how, <laughs> they how bad completely. they would. They look. could put it on one cart. It could be like the yeah. Virtual Boy collection. I just I don't know. But it, it would just staring at red on red on red. They could make it color. Ugly. They could do color. No, that's all. Well, that's a lot just of yeah. Yeah. They call it a remaster. They do a lot of effort and yeah, a lot of yeah. other things. They do like remasters or whatever. But those things usually deserve it. They don't have to put them back. Those are yeah. things people actually like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, 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 they're pretty much the only games that people played on that was like Mario Tennis and Warrior Mario, 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 Mario Tennis, yeah. uh, Jack Tetris. Bros. Uh, the Tetris was okay yeah. if you could get your hands on it. Um, Vertical Force is pretty good. Yeah, Vertical Force was actually yeah, those, there, there are some good games. I mean... <laughs> It, they it would have been better on Game Boy, yeah. for example. It would have been better in <laughs> would have been better in anything else other than the Virtual Boy. Yeah, they yeah. kept the tape to my head. Yeah, yeah. Or just my brother, he used to lie on his stomach in the bed and just like on his back. It, on his Slowly back balance it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you could balance it pretty well with the stand. Cause yeah, the cause stand, stand would kind of rest on your oh, chest. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, it, 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 it actually worked. worked. You tell a lot of thought when it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How to yeah. make this terrible system work for you while I could play it in bed. He never got headaches. Yeah, I, I never got headaches playing it either. I, I got I, eye strain, but I never got headaches. Yeah. But I think that's where the headaches came from, is uh, if you got a like, severe eye strain or you couldn't yeah. focus on I also I had a really easy time with magic eyes did you yeah yeah you have an easier time I, I never get those things I get eyes straight yeah I find yeah. like people who were good at just getting magic eyes to work were also had no complaints about the virtual boy it's something about yeah. having <laughs> independently moving eyes or something yeah. <laughs> like, that, or, like that crazy lizard that's just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah chameleon eyes yeah but yeah I never got headaches or eye strain from it must life. be something to do with that because like yeah I always got eye strain I didn't get massive headaches because I just don't get headaches a lot right. but the eye strain thing and I could imagine people who got that got headaches I mean I even heard complaints when the 3DS came out about people talking about that I, I just didn't always like having to refocus on it yeah, yeah. I don't that think I ever played problem. it enough long enough of a time to ever get a headache or eye strain from it from the virtual boy yeah, yeah. The, the 3DS I use it but then I, I start when I, yeah, I play in bed so I'm, I'm looking at it at odd angles and then the 3D just looks messed up anyway. So I, I just turn, turn the 3D off. off. Yeah, yeah. The, the new the new 3DS really does help. The, the tracking on it. They, oh, I haven't tried the new one. Yet. Yeah, it's actually uh, surprisingly good because you can kind of just ignore the 3D and it just <laughs> I works. Just again. not use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, uh, it it works good. What do you feel about the 2DS? Uh, it's a gimmick, but it's good for kids. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's cheaper. You don't have to deal with hinges. Kids and hinges are a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, the amount of broken DS Lite hinges and Game Boy Advance SP hinges are, you know, the worst things about those those eras. So, not having a hinge on it and not having 3D on it makes it good for kids and something they can uh, toss around. It reminds me of those Mattel. Or the Hasbro games. Yeah, like the, the <laughs> built-in Tiger yeah. games. Tiger, yeah, there you go. That's what <laughs> Except they're really advanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I kind of no, like, exact same. <laughs> I like some of the colors they came out with it. I kind of wish those colors came out on normal DS. Yeah, like the, they had a cool green. And they had that red seat. The red one, one was nice. Oh, yeah. I really like mm-hmm. that one. That one was They nice. actually made me want to have a 2DS <laughs> just because I like that color. It's supposed to be a big price drop coming for the 2DS, bringing them out seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, like eighty bucks. Oh wow, yeah. nothing. So that's yeah. uh, that's gonna hit soon. And we thought when they released, they should have released them at a hundred. I felt like they would have. Yeah, one twenty nine was a bit high for them, um, just because they're kind of ugly and yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> we but, also what was that? We were talking about this one. It was it a Phantom Hourglass where you oh, have yeah. to like. So there's a point in Phantom Hourglass where you have to close your yeah, DS. Yeah, you have to close it. You can't do that with the 2DS. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a they, small they, handful of games. Apparently, there's a button to put it into sleep mode, and that counts. So So then, I uh, can't even think of my fucking next question. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. What, what do you think is the, is the most useless Mega Man boss you huh? being the expert here. Mega Man oh, useless. Uh, Mega, oh, Man useless. Boss. Uh, Mega Man boss. Isn't there... It was, ah, shoot. Eric will kill me because I, he what always is, tells me about that. I think it's Skull, Skull Man. Skull Man. Yeah, so Skull Man, if you go, <laughs> if you go into his... It is Skull Man. If yeah, you okay. go into his level and you don't do anything... Yeah. He into does, his boss room. He, he, yeah, into his boss room. He will not attack you. Yeah, he's, that's how he's. So programmed. you have to make yeah. you have to make cast a the first stone. No, no, you can even yeah. shoot him, and he yeah, he, he won't he, do he'll shoot at you, and you can jump. So long as you do not move forward, forward or backwards, backwards, he won't come. At you. <laughs> so you can just stand there and jump and shoot. So uh, he's literally programmed badly. And yeah, useless. He's one of the. I'm, yeah, he's one of the worst. Ones. I think in real life, though, I wouldn't be afraid of like Woodman. Because yeah. all was, he, throws, he only that. throws yeah. leaves at you. Yeah. Like, that's not a bad thing. That's Sharp just, leaves? Just like a paper and cut. he looks dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the worst helmet I've ever seen. <laughs> so. yeah, it's just a block of wood with a little leaf hanging yeah, on the top. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like game wise, Skullman. Real life, Woodman. Yeah. <laughs> I think just I'd be scared of Skullman in real life. Take that to the bank. It's creepy. <laughs> More questions. Do you have more See, questions? Well, I, have more questions. I guess I'll just come up with more then. What's your show? favorite game? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was always big into Final Fantasy 3. Uh, okay, yeah, six, yeah. 3 slash 6 yeah, is the best one. one. Yeah. yeah. I, I hated 7. I think oh, I hated terrible. 7 too. Yeah, you didn't like 7? <laughs> it's terrible. I like 7. So the story makes it's no okay. sense. It's yeah, okay. weird though because generally I'm in the majority but I'm not in the majority at the story because we're like equal out and then if John finds one person that hates 7 then I'm in the majority so I'm like, okay, I'll be quiet on this one because they both like. He, he, he just surrounds himself with people. That's like the first recommendation. <laughs> the, the one, the, the one thing I'll give uh, seven credit for is mechanically it's superior. The materia system and the battle system's better, but the storyline is just trash. Yeah, it, it's like he has amnesia and then he falls into that life stream and then. That's where it lost me. I was like, I, mean, I can't, I can't so do this he, anymore. He, 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 he wants to be a soldier. He doesn't want to be a soldier. Yeah. He, he wants to help. He doesn't want to help save the world, but he helps save. It's when did uh, Final Fantasy characters stop being cool and yeah. they, they just became whiny They're kids? Very emo. I'll give one thing about Seven, and, and this is not. I'm not trying to defend it, but I got to say that I think that the other characters in Seven are some of the most vibrant characters in the in the Final Fantasy series, um, other than maybe Six. 
um, just because I've heard of things about six. I, I actually haven't played six, <laughs> so don't, six. you know you can be mad at me about that. That's fine. I'm getting to. I've it. I've been hounding to. him for yeah. years. But I think like people like Barrett and Vincent and Red Thirteen, and, and I think those are really great. I actually even like Cat Sith. I I think that what I get annoyed with when new Final Fantasy games come out is there's not really good characters. I don't care about any of them. There's twelve no, like, was the worst for that. Twelve was the worst for that. Yeah, and, it was and, all very. Generic, where's the cutter, Where's the colorful characters. like different types of characters? strong personalities? Like, we're all just people with the same personality. Yeah. I, I don't like that. And I like seven because you have the vampire yeah. who's part of old corporation, like <laughs> part of the MIB for all we know. And, and you have the dog who's mystical and sort of like a Native American. And you have the guy with a gun for a hand who just hates <laughs> everything. I mean, I thought those personalities were really great. I I do agree with the whiny cloud uh he was very whiny but i also think luke skywalker is really whiny so the thing is that you, you had a whiny protagonist and a whiny antagonist because sephiroth was like the whiniest yeah he was whiny because he wasn't loved or some bullshit yeah. he didn't know where he came from it was just like emo fighting emo but the side characters <laughs> were the best characters like i like barrett in the game and he, I make him the main character when I when I <laughs> <laughs> this is Baron and friends. <laughs> I feel that uh, uh, it's a good point because we're talking about the Sephiroth thing. I, my personal opinions on Sephiroth is I liked what his goal was. I might have not liked him as a personal character, and that's why I liked him in like Kingdom Hearts and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. his goals are so interesting. He's literally trying to find a way to become a god, yeah. and that's really neat for a villain because it's not about. It's not about him um, trying to take over the world. He's trying to transcend. Yeah. And that's interesting. I do agree that I don't care about him talking. Yeah. He doesn't, he <laughs> His he personality is trash. He, he shouldn't talk <laughs> at all. I hope when they like do a remake or they just like if they're gonna change a, a bunch mysterious of stuff in the remake, just thing. cut it all out. Cut he doesn't out. need to talk. We get it. He's trying to be a god. That's cool. Let's figure <laughs> that out on our own. And then he doesn't have to talk. He just comes in and hits us. <laughs> So I'll go with that. That's fine. Yeah, I agree there. When you compare it to like the Kefka in six, as you know, yeah, and this is what I mean. Like, I know such there's a some good, really good character, bad guy. Yeah. Like yeah. he starts off as like a nobody <laughs> kind of thing, like just a court jester type character, yeah. and then he grows into like a crazy god yeah. in the yeah. end. So it's awesome progression for that. Yeah, one. yeah. It's, it's six also had a really good job of having really, really standout supporting cast. Uh, and and even you could argue that Terra is not terribly the most interesting protagonist, but again, all but the they had another like really thirteen good. characters behind her that were all super interesting. Yeah, and then I think seven. It's just more more so that um, Cloud is just so annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. interesting because we're talking about characters. I felt like when um, so when eight came out. Eight didn't have any interesting characters, oh, not no. really at all. They went and to then... space. There was a love story. <laughs> they had that great card game. Yeah, the card game. The card game was triple triad. I downloaded a PC version of just the card game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the card triple game. triad. Triple yeah. triad was great. You can get it on your phone now. Oh yeah, that's right. But it's not like the legitimate triple triad. No, but right? it's close. Uh, <laughs> and then I felt like after eight, where they had all these boring characters, then they brought out nine, and then they tried to be too colorful, and then all the characters the are like all crazy and weird. But they're they, you don't feel for any of them, yeah. in my opinion. I yeah. like nine. I, I like nine. nine was good. I liked it. It's coming of age, the princess. You know, she Sadly. cut her hair off. Oh, oh she's a woman now. I can totally that's awesome. I totally can yeah, relate like, to that. I believe that. That was awesome. <laughs> it, it, I thought it looked good, and I liked the characters. I just didn't feel attached. But that's once again mm. just it, that's the thing with gaming. That's what's great about it. And it's I, I never played nine. Yeah. 
it's super subjective <laughs> everybody feels different about it and they express different emotions but like you're really into getting your hair cut off and yeah. a princess becoming cool. a, i'm just becoming a woman age, yeah. <laughs> that's cool finding right? out how your body works yeah exactly there's a, lot, there's a lot to learn Steve. yeah that was like a growth story. And then there's a love story. You know? <laughs> so now that they're on to what, fifteen now? I think fifteen looks really good. Yeah. 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 It looks like, cool. You get to it's like a road trip. You get to drive around in a convertible with like big yeah, dinosaurs. It's like a crazy Mercedes or I something. I have high hopes for fifteen. Uh, I, I, do, I am appealed by the, the Kingdom Hearts like battle system is what I feel yeah. it looks like. Mm. A more active actiony like battle system. Similar to what they were doing with the thirteen or fourteen or whatever uh, the one was. Thirteen was still not it was still like you could was, set up your your yeah, things. Yeah, still really kind of active weight system sort yeah. of. Um, but thirteen was uh, the the trilogy of thirteen, or is it a quadrilogy now? I, I oh, it's, there's three of them. There's 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, 2, and Lightning, Lightning Returns. Returns. Oh, yeah. Lightning Returns. Yeah, is right. wow. And uh, <laughs> Lightning Returns was the okay one because they went to the act like the action kind of system, and uh, I think fifteen's full-on active action kind of like kingdom hearts style has any battle system looks really played good the 15 demo here no no, no. i'm just watching because <laughs> the only thing i was wondering and this is just a curious question um curious question yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a redundant um uh in 15 the battle system i can't tell from when i watch it if it maybe someone probably knows they think i'm stupid but i can't tell if it's like nino cooney or if it's like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. There's a big difference. And yeah. they're both great battle systems, but I can't tell from watching it. Yeah, and, and here's me. I'm just hoping it's like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, I'd the rather it be like... sort of... Nino Kuni's great, but it's different. Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, Nino Kuni's sort of a cross between turn-based battle and active battle. It's a lot battle. more like what Final Fantasy twelve was. Actually. Yeah, that's what 12, 12 and 13. Was. Yeah, they like did that. Yeah, okay. It's one thing that I don't understand with the, the new RPGs. They're all trying to get away from that active time battle system or add just a little It'd twist like on it. turn-based or whatever? Yeah, like yeah. they're like a little twist on it to make you one thing pay more attention to it. I just don't want to press the button, one get him thing... to attack. I'll select my magic. I don't need to press A when it gets close to him. Or... What we've learned is running the store is... Uh, and we had no idea, but a lot of people hate turn-based games. Really? They mm. think they're slow and yep. boring then. Whereas, um, well, those people just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, pretty, well, pretty <laughs> much. And I Get think, out of our store. <laughs> pretty much. But, <laughs> no, really don't. But um, uh, yeah, we've learned a lot of people hate it and absolutely hate it and will not play a game if it has anything that resembles turn-based. They say it pulls them out of the action and everything whereas i i know me i i prefer i like turn-based you know adds a, a huge element of strategy and thinking and math and statistics and it, you can break the game down in tons of ways and make it fun but some people don't like doing homework with the games <laughs> i guess so Taking notes I, I, and i think sense. um that's what sort of developers are, are kind of trying to consider they're trying to include everyone people who don't like turn-based but people who still kind of do like turn-based yeah but unfortunately i don't think awake. i don't think the mixture works the way they expect it to it kind of isolates both I know, <laughs> you know i noticed a lot when they were releasing games back on the last generation of consoles like you get like internal sonata and like mm -hmm. blue dragon mm -hmm. where it looks like it should be like a strict turn-based but then they add like little the timers, piece, and, timers stuff, yeah. and little things that just uh really turn me off after a while playing it yeah. for a bit they they can get a little annoying because uh i know like when i used to play final fantasy 3 it would be in the middle of a battle i could just put my controller down go yeah. do something <laughs> come back and pick up the battle but you can't do that with the new modern rpgs because if you wait too long the enemies just get attacked right. after attacks. very rush rush 
Yeah, yeah I just want to get, get me in, get, get me out. out. I just want to yeah. sit there, yeah, enjoy myself. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how Take people are these days, though. Just the ADD in them. Yeah. yeah. Right? They don't want to wait for anything. They want yeah. Yeah. You know, no Inst- patience. They, Instant <laughs> gratification. I think it's an illusionary thing, too, by like keeping the, the game, the battle pace faster. They think that it keeps the kind of action rolling and you don't feel like you're grinding for things or yeah. something. You know, it, it kind of takes, I guess, whatever tedium there might be in you know turn-based rpgs it, it it gives the illusion of getting rid of that right where it actually doesn't but it, it gives people that sort of feeling like oh this is really fast-paced i gotta keep going <laughs> or just, you're still doing the same thing you're i'm just the just old clint eastwood guy so, i'm just the old clint eastwood when it comes to rpgs just ah, keep it the same get off yeah no I, i'm the same way like uh <laughs> and the, the new strain of like tactical rpgs and stuff have been really good and like xcom and yeah. Valkyrie oh yeah Pro, uh, Valkyrie Chronicles. valkyria chronicles. chronicles that's a good one yeah. Those really those games good. are great RTS kind of uh, yeah, games. They're perfect ports to phones and stuff like that too. It's also yeah, interesting yeah. because if you uh, and this is weird because it's people don't like turn-based games. But if I go and I write a forum and I'm like name your top 10 RPGs, <laughs> they're all going to be turn-based almost all the time. It's going to be like Earthbound, Final yeah. Fantasy 6, you know, all this kind of stuff, <laughs> Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And you know, they're all going to be like these sort of turn-based games and sometimes we we I'm not saying everybody's like this, but sometimes it's sort of like a bandwagon or fad thing. No, oh, everybody. Where people like know <laughs> people know what the good RPGs are because they've heard that yeah. they're good RPGs, but they haven't played. That's what like I'm told. I know Final uh... Fantasy three slash six is really great. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I have run a video game store for six years. <laughs> I heard a lot about it. I feel like I played it, but I haven't. I've sold <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> so I know it's really good. It's a really good game, you know. But a lot of the most the 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 most classic kind of rpgs are all turn-based and they're the ones that people refer to as the best rpgs yeah and and i think if you grew up playing them people tended to like them but i think it's people kind of late adopters of video games and i say late i mean after ps1 um really can't don't have the patience for turn-based and favorite zelda favorite mega man game oh uh, favorite zelda uh I like the sort of mid to late '90s era, uh, Link's Awakening, um, Link to the Past, um, sort of those still top-down isometric there's, ones. Yeah, there's, well, there's not really a bad Zelda game other than the, other than well, like the CD-ROM one. The CDI, the CDI, the CDI one. Yeah. Yeah. If you said that, this podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, Wand of Gamelon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people would probably say Ocarina of Time, but I, and I do really like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. But I, I like the sort of 16-bit and Game Boy era ones. Those are the ones that hold the most nostalgia for me, and uh, I think those ones are the best. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man, uh, Mega Man. Uh, so I'm gonna put this in two categories because Mega <laughs> Man, Mega Man had different types of games. Um, so like if you look at Zelda, uh, they're all sort of that action adventure RPG. Mega Man kind of switched up the scenario a couple times because they have uh, a sort weird... of an action RPG game and they have side scrolling games oh, yes. and they have uh, top down isometric RPGs. So it's really hard to sort of be like, oh, my favorite Mega Man game. But, you know, this game in this genre is also really good, but it's also a Mega Man game. So uh, I think platforming Mega Man X is my favorite because it's what I started on. Yeah. I do like the original Mega Man games, but Mega Man X is what made me fall in love with the character. And as of all the other ones from Battle Network RPG style ones, I'm going to go with Mega Man Legends 
Um, it's probably the best, one of the best RPG, action-adventure RPGs out there, in my opinion, for games like up there with Ocarina and Time stuff. I think it's got a great story. It's got a great system. It's fun. The characters are lighthearted. Um, it makes it a really fun play game. But for RPG, I'm going to go with that. Although, don't shy away from Battle Network games. They're actually quite good. <laughs> um, they're they're isometric top-down, but they are RPGs. They're, they're, they're a little really simpler, good. and they really shouldn't have had the Mega Man name, but they're decent games for what they, they are. They should have called them something else. I know they were using Mega Man to push the franchise, yeah, but yeah. the game is made very well, and people yeah. should play them. Don't don't be like, oh, I don't want to play them. <laughs> I was that way. That's why I'm saying it, because I was like, ah. I don't what, want to play those, but they're good. What are the thoughts on their TV counterparts? So the oh, Zelda, Mega, just, Mega Man's uh, never had good TV. Yeah, <laughs> neither is Zelda. That's what, was, that's what I was hoping for. He was like yeah. a surfer dude in that old like Captain N stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah there's, there's, Captain there's... N was awesome. <laughs> he was, but Zelda or Link was weird in it. Yeah, that's the only reason you'd watch the uh, Super Mario Brothers Power Hour was for the Zelda episode. Actually, I, I actually no, I, I I like I hated the Zelda show growing up. Like I still love Zelda games, but the the show just annoyed me. I couldn't figure out why they would make such a bad show. And I was thinking this as a child, oh. <laughs> you know? and I would sit there and then I'd watch Care Bears instead. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. why is there a live action piece to this Mario? Yeah, that's what I never understood. You're, I don't know for. Some reason I like that. It was kind of like a variety show. Yeah, it was. That's what I thought yeah. it, was. I mean, it was on Netflix not too while, and I actually yeah. ended up watching it. And I was like, "Why was this a show? Why yeah. was this a good idea?" At the, was, when, I, when I was a stupid kid, it was entertaining, but I would always just change the channel when the Zelda stuff came on. And they I had watched the Mario cartoon. Yeah. Come on, too. Yeah, yeah. They, I watched an episode. Yeah, where they was, had uh, famous people on that show. What's her face time. from? I think she was from Family Ties or something like right. that. I can't remember. Oh, really? Her name. And she was on it. She came and visited Mario and Luigi for some reason. It was crazy because it was it was a different. And Nintendo does this a lot. Like they'll take an idea and then make it something that people don't know if it's going to work or not. And so, like, I mean, the Wii—they're actually um, risk takers in the industry. Super risk, and it's and kind of yeah. funny because people give them sort of the opposite credit, where they only like you know, oh, it's just another Mario game. And it's, but when you look at their hardware, yeah. how much it's changed, and the the things they've done with it, and kind of pioneered things. They're with, they're um, trendsetters. I mean, yeah. like joysticks. I mean, the N sixty four was yeah. the first analog, analog stick on a controller. And yeah. then who else took all those ideas? I right, mean, like the, ver- the Virtual Boy was the a three D headset. I mean, it's the your Oculus precursor. Yeah, and there and, and it, without Nintendo, I don't think we'd have as much popularity with motion control from cameras yeah. to controllers. Yeah. I mean, motion control is pioneered by nintendo they pioneer it unfortunately other people come along and end up making it better yeah but yeah. someone's got to start it too yeah, yeah. and, and so N- nintendo definitely does take a lot of risks and they they deserve credit there because uh, they're they're risking a lot when they when they announced the wii was going to be you know a motion controlled yeah. game system that's that control you know, <laughs> so weird when i first saw it, i was yeah, like yeah. why would i want a remote when controller it came, it came out of the weird goo, <laughs> yeah. white goo. i was so worried but i still wanted one <laughs> yeah and it's one of the best-selling consoles of all, all time if yeah. not the best-selling one yeah, the we, 3ds a two-screened yeah folding <laughs> console we, the top handles. the top selling consoles in the world are all Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're right. the Game Boy, the DS, the 3DS, and the Wii. Yeah. Those are, that's it. It's, and it's all Nintendo products. Yeah. Really that that definitely that. helps, yeah. but um, innovation helps. Um, yeah. I mean, when was the last time you saw you know, Sony, Microsoft, or Sega take a risk? No, they're they, not. They, don't. they, they, they just don't. play it safe. They adapt things that they already know work. Yeah. Better it's, version of the last it's one. It's similar to what I... Like iPhones. iPhones weren't the first... Uh, like data phones out there there's HTC lots, no. lots yeah. of other ones they just did it 
Well, the best. Are you guys uh, Android users? Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate, okay, I hate apples. Yeah, good. <laughs> I just wanted someone to say I hate apples. <laughs> I knew. I was just like, we got to say this, right? <laughs> you should find this podcast also on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> they have good services. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's just support uh, that they... Their hardware, sure. I'm not a <laughs> Yeah, they just need to open themselves up to to outside development more, and I think that that's really for the games only, uh, for just the iOS sort of software in general. Open that's why up, I went right. to uh, Android was just a limited amount of stuff I could find in the iOS app store because I started with yeah. the iPhone. Right. Well, it's but, all limited; they have to prove everything. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I think really if they just open that up a bit, um, they bring in a much bigger customer base, and they have a huge customer base to begin with. <laughs> they have so. one of the buy- biggest customer bases, yeah. and they're more limited than than android it's great although android has picked up a lot in the past years but if you're more of like a tech guy you always have an android phone here yeah if you have an apple phone i'm not going to take you seriously unless you're an artist (laughs) 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 so this kind of on that point of apple because apple makes you buy a new phone like every like an 800 900 phone every two three years how do you guys feel about systems going that way too with the new systems like with the new xbox that's coming out definitely a split opinion on this um i'm Okay, so this is my opinion. Um, I think it's fine. I'm not against it because I'm not spending a lot of money on these systems when they come out. I'm actually not even against... I, I don't think they should put backwards capable in all the systems. Even though I like it, I understand why they don't do it. And they got to phase it out before people get too used to it. Because you cannot support three systems back every system you bring out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is terrible. It's terrible for business. It's hard on the systems. It's hard on the price. When it comes out, they should keep bringing out new systems every, like, say, six, seven years, and they should be new technology, and they don't have to be backwards capable. Let's just abolish that now. <laughs> as much uh, as we like backwards like capability, yeah. both of us really approve of it in a business sense, because yeah. it helps keep us in business. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, that that was a big problem with the PS3, is it came out backwards capable, and it, so needed to, it was hardware-driven, and that's what why the price was so high to begin with. Um, and well, the fact that it was that and a Blu-ray player, which was really expensive at the time. Oh, yeah. But Blu-ray now, player. now that we're getting into an almost five-year cycle with consoles, that's roughly what it seems to be. What it's gonna be about? Um, it is happening kind of fast. And this year, we're getting the Xbox Scorpio and PS4. Now these are supposed to have big technical boosts, but my opinion is, if the games still kind of work on the PS4 doesn't matter but just work a bit better on the ps4 neo or whatever yeah i'm cool with that but i don't want to replace my playstation every year yeah yeah, yeah. no every I, year is bad i, I yeah. think a five-year yeah. cycle is fine because I, we do it's have to keep up with already, right? technology yeah. i mean the the rate technology is expanding you can't expect a console to last 10 years not even a computer and, lasts that long no so. and um <laughs> I, I was actually just talking to someone recently and this is all very look upable um but no consoles really like before like between ps1 and ps2 or you know nest and says there hasn't been much more than a seven to eight year gap anyways Mm. so scrolling that back i mean they continue to support like the ps2 well into the ps3 era and stuff but i'm talking before the next console comes it's always been about seven eight years yeah um so reducing that to a five-year cycle i don't really think is a big deal uh i i think it's it's just inevitable uh, I think eventually we might be on a three, four year cycle, which I is wouldn't also be surprised. Yeah. It's pushing it isn't, a little is, bit. isn't so bad. But the thing yeah, is, again. they need to then improve their launch years of games because yeah. the PS4 launch year was kind of terrible. There was you know thirty it, games. What was the like? You look back at the last like 
fifteen launches. When was the last like good system that launched with like a good solid? It, the, like there's always the there's always the one game that you'll play. Yeah, yeah. that's decent. But and the and, rest and, of and it, like, if you want to do shorter launch periods, you have to do a a bigger launch library. Yeah, is is all because people are gonna. You know, people are already waiting a year to buy the new console so that there's a lot of games out. And mm-hmm. if they're waiting a year to buy the console and the console is going to be outdated in another, you know, six months, then <laughs> people are going to stop buying the console altogether. So yeah. if you have a console launching with, you know, 50, 60 decent, at least, games, it's yeah. going to be more appealing for a three to five year cycle. Also, like, I've noticed um, this year in particular that people are looking and it's sort of like Nintendo being ahead of the game we touched on this earlier about them being innovative companies are reaching sort of like it's not that it is there but there was like a technological like cap where you can only make things look so nice <laughs> before they're as nice as they can look right now yeah um so what they're looking into innovation i.e vr vr is big mm. because it's using pretty much same graphics it's just a different it's a new way it's more of innovative yeah it's innovative it's so using the same thing but in a different way systems yeah. are gonna hit this cap and then there's no point in bringing out a new system if they reach it so if they don't make the system good when it gets released then it's gonna have a shorter lifespan so i imagine like when the ps6 comes out <laughs> there's gonna be a, a point where you can only make it so good unless we come up with an absolutely new piece of technology. Oh, yeah. And that's to, just bound to happen as it, well. It does yeah. happen, but yeah. it's going to have to happen in that in one of those cycles. And if it doesn't happen in one of those cycles, one system is going to have a really long lifespan, or one system is going to have a really short lifespan. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, just I wonder until they have like smell of games. Yeah, right? like smelling <laughs> games. Smell-o-vision, yeah. yeah. I think VR is a very big step. I, I, honestly, I think the VR trend's gonna last a few years. Like, you think it's, it's just yeah, a trend? Yeah. You don't think it's the next step? Well, what I mean by trend is, uh, like, yeah. what I should say is, like, motion controls were a fad. Yeah. I'd say. Whereas, um, I'd say, uh, going from sort of the Atari style joystick to analog two handed controllers, that's a trend. Yeah. So I'd say that yeah. VR is more like a trend. It's going to be a mainstay. Trends with, become like permanent, yeah. right? With, with mm. gaming in general, eventually there's going to be just everything's going to be I, VR. And I I didn't feel this way until very recently. Until I actually got my hands on one, I could sit down and actually play with an Oculus and see it's sort of how in a like very intuitive, intuitive and easy it yeah. is to use. I think it's really going to become a mainstay. I, I can see myself sitting on a couch, strapping one yeah. of those things on, and just mm. playing games on my own personal screen. That's yeah. really all it really is. Yeah. But second screens cool uh, uh, has already be a, like a thing with Nintendo you know, innovation. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. they it's, did this VR thing a while ago. Yeah, I think, <laughs> <laughs> it's all these. It's, I think it's just all going in the same direction, like. The Wii motion control is just going to be used later for uh, Oculus Rift controllers. Yep. Oh, they're coming like back, that. yeah. yeah. Right. The so stock up, guys. <laughs> oh, the, move <laughs> the move controllers stock up. I'm yeah. not, they're like 10, 15 bucks right now. Buy them all. Yeah. That's a store. It, that I own a store. <laughs> do that. Trust me. That's yeah. one, everybody gets one tip. <laughs> well, it, it's it's because already the PlayStation VR is already confirmed that they're using the moves from the PS3. Yeah. So the yeah, motion, the, the control, right. the light controllers you hate, Steve. Yeah. So stupid, they're gonna yeah. stupid rubber ball. So they're gonna re-release them, and they're yeah. probably gonna cost like 50, 60 bucks, maybe Again. even seventy. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> right now they're selling for like 50 yeah we're in yeah. Canada so, uh, <laughs> so you buy 50 here it's a 
deal. Yeah. yeah, you should come here, buy them for five bucks a piece. It's all just technology going the same exact yeah. way. It's just all going to be used in the yeah, same and, thing. Yeah, and for now, I mean, if you went back um, to, to the beginning of the PS3 era, um, you know, you know, 10, 12 years ago, and said, uh, you know, in 12 years you're just going to be wearing a headset, they're going to be like, yeah, of course, that's the future. <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of sci-fi idea of the future. It didn't seem attain- obtainable then. But now it's it's on our doorstep. It's yeah. here, and but again, it's just yeah. Now it just looks like that's the way it's going. We don't even know what the next step's going to be. Like that's what I was talking about. Like uh, who knows what that yeah. next piece of tech? And the be. way tech evolves now, it's crazy. I think, I it's, think gonna, it, it's all exponential, right? I yeah. think it's. I think it. I think the next step, and this is just me saying, like we have virtual reality. So the next step in my mind of future is like Hololens, where yeah. you oh, put something in the middle of your room and you're in the game. Yeah. And that that would I feel like and it would have to be perfected. Right now it seems it's not good enough. Jittery. You have to have all Garbage. this stuff, it's jittery, <laughs> it's, it's crappy, but I feel like beyond VR, what else do we do? We wanna live it. Yeah. Like Holodex. actually live it. Holodex. Yeah. yeah. And that's like that that sort of path. Yeah. And that would be what else, what other tech is there? It's the only thing I can imagine right now. There could be something I don't know. Like yeah, we making can... me feel it. Yeah. If they could plug into my nervous system <laughs> yeah. and make me feel the adventure. Oh, that will be awful. <laughs> no one will want to play first person shooters. There is a vest that you can buy. Oh, yeah. It's called the reactor. We had it. I had oh. it. When we talked about I have two of them podcast. at the store. Yeah, you put them on, they like they, they rumble they vibrated but there was one that uh, we saw at a convention somewhere it might have been PAX or E3 but it was it was like an advanced version it fit you like a ballistics vest like a yeah. bulletproof vest yeah. and it had little pistons in it punch <laughs> it like actually hurt they, they, were like, this? they were like bruising people like they hurt <laughs> yeah basically no one wanted them so they didn't like sell biggest lawsuit <laughs> ever. Like hurt yeah. there, there is like a loving form of this because I know in Japan and stuff they had this thing where you could send hugs to people yeah, yeah. so you'd put a thing <laughs> on it and, and you'd send a hug, hug and it would be like oh that's yeah. so nice I feel right? so warm and so cozy. like, like the, once again the porn industry always they works had out like that over yeah. Skype. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A molded vagina and a molded cut yeah. penis, as you could move it over the internet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the uh, yeah, yeah. There's, That's there's terrible. all sorts of things. Well, I yeah, actually every, everything's them, actually <laughs> driven by the porn <laughs> industry. Yes. Yeah. So it depends which way the porn industry wants yeah, to go. That's, yeah, we've, porn we've industry discussed wins this exact everything. same thing. It's whatever they decide is where we're going. <laughs> that's just what yeah. happens. Well, they've yeah. gone. They've gone to the VR porn already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Apparently, it's going to uh, have a presence at booth at E3. at E3. Yeah, VR porn really? booth. Good at for E3. them. That's upsetting. <laughs> 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 Yeah, basically, I'm gonna get nothing done that way. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we get points. It's gonna be like some people. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be in there every they day. They could call them yeah. brownie yeah. points. It'd be so good. Yeah. You'll come back. Ah, oh, hey, Russell, back for your second time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, second. <laughs> That's when you want to stop getting the like the feelings from it. You don't want the smell from the 3D porn. You don't want like the you know like a uh, squirt of water on your. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, every, every different like, shows for different folks. Hey. You don't know what everybody. Yeah. But uh, yeah, tech tech is crazy. Yeah. Can't it's wait to impossible to predict. Yeah. But yeah. So back to retro videos. Yeah, great <laughs> retro podcast. Talking about the future. What do you, what's selling the best for you guys usually? What do you see that sells the most? Uh, N sixty four has had its big resurgence the past year and a half or so. It's it's a generational thing, right? So the generation that had the N sixty four as its first console, well, first ish console, you know five to eight kind of era 
um, are out of high school, have their first real job, first real good jobs, <laughs> expendable income, and want to rebuy their childhood. Yeah, they get that nostalgia. So N sixty four spike for sure. But the mainstays are always um, sort of the NES, SNES, Sega Genesis, um, TG sixteen. Yeah, TG sixteen's got a lot um, of popularity. Yeah, really? I'd even any reason for it. Uh, I never knew. I never system. knew one person that owned a turbo. Oh, it's too expensive. Really expensive. And that was the yeah. problem, and it, it's still expensive now. And it, it just kind of makes it desirable because it was like the only the only kid that had it in your neighborhood was the rich kid. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that that, rich dick. Yeah. 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 So now that you can like afford that, you can have that. You're you that guy. You're the had. rich dick. Now. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a cheaper system, yeah. it would have contested Super Nintendo. Oh, for it sure. Has yeah. Such great games. It has, it has a really good. It has a small but good library of games. Yeah. Um, but uh, and it's only because it was expensive, so they didn't get a lot of third party and support. It, it sort of has the same thing that Neo Geo has going for it, where it's just sort of this 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 hype around the the, the fact that not everybody knows it. Yeah. So when your sort of your normal quote unquote friends come <laughs> over and they're like, "What's that?" You get to explain what a turbo graphics is. And well, you, let you let get me to sit show down, off let me your tell nerds, you a story. Yeah. yeah, your nerd cred comes out. Then you can, yeah. And same thing with like the Neo Geo, the the AES system. If you have one of those in your house and someone knows what it is, you know that they're a nerd. The games look like VHS tapes. They're, they're, they're huge. Giant oh, yeah, Neo Geo is like that. We have a cartridge. Yeah, yeah they're really cartridge. big. Yeah. yeah so, so every time you put it down, everybody's like, "What is that? Yeah, what are these?" <laughs> I was just taking out my whole room. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they're really. So the, there's definitely that sort of appeal to it, where it's 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 a little bit subculture, where really only other gamers kind of know what it is. It doesn't have like, you know, in movies you see people playing video games. It's uh, old movies. It's an NES or an SNES yeah, or yeah. a PlayStation. You never see a movie Ooh, where someone's playing TG's. a Turbo Graphics. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it just didn't hit popular culture as well. And there's sort of that that sort of love to be sort of that in that subculture that like I know this and you don't know this yeah. idea. And there's definitely an appeal with Turbo Graphics and Neo Geo as well. But Neo Geo is just stupid to find. So yeah. you have to <laughs> yeah, find a huge cabinet it. that weighs like 500 pounds. Yeah, those are actually the most economical way to get Neo Geo <laughs> stuff is to buy a full MVS. You buy an arcade MVS, cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. You buy one of those cabinets for like four or five hundred dollars. Even like less, a four really, slot. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking four slot. But yeah. if you get like a one slot, you could pay like two hundred bucks for it. I wish I knew um, this before. We bought ours for we bought a two slot for about five hundred. I think. But then you look at bad like, price. It's all going to hold out a bit. Yeah, that's like seven years. And then there's yeah. like the AES system, which is the home console unit, which actually has a different format of game, even though they they look the same. And that console, you're going to be paying like nowadays. This is Canadian dollars, um, <laughs> around like one thousand to fifteen hundred. Um, for an AES for console. a home console for a home console. <laughs> when you can buy the arcade cabinet with monitor and coin yeah. slots. It for comes half the with price. full tube TV too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the cheapest game on a MVS console is usually around fifty dollars. Cheapest game on a AES console, you're looking at around $100, $150. That's I, I'd say 200 at this well, point. Yeah. yeah, but you, I know what you Expense. mean. But they're, ex- <laughs> they're really expensive on AES. Like, you're getting like paying $500 for a game. Yeah, and that crazy. you could get for like maybe so, $150, $200 on MVS. Yeah, the yeah. MVS versions are all quarter of the price. So, you know, like Metal Slug 2 AES is like two grand. Uh, but the MVS versions probably only four or five hundred yeah so you mean the only selling to collectors at that point yeah yeah that price not for actually super valuable games no it's not (laughs) worth uh, it's just buy the metal slug anthology for wii or ps2 
What are we just speaking saying. of expensive? <laughs> what are the expensive games you guys seen come through your store? Um, we've had a Panic Restaurant before. Yeah. For NES, Little Samson. Little Samson. We had really recently. No yeah, Nintendo Championships. No, no I've never so, seen so, one. No. Yeah. That would be that would be a boo. Yeah, I'm using old terminology. <laughs> but, uh, we, we get a lot of fairly valuable games, but they're a little bit um, not as well known. Those are some more popular ones. Unlicensed stuff's cool for NES. Some of that's pretty. Oh, valuable. like the weird and like uh, church games. Yeah, yeah church yeah. games like Spiritual Warfare, yeah. Joshua, Super. Oh, no you ever heard of these? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's also like these weird like porno ones too. You can get yeah, like, Atari, uh, Custer's, Custer's Revenge. Revenge yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a bubble bath, babes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an NES one, I think. Yeah. yeah. One of the yeah. only NES ones. Yeah, yeah. You, like, shoot the bubbles and unveil, yeah. like... Unveil the picture behind really it. pretty Scantily girls. Clad. <laughs> from the, from the 80s. Yeah, from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, porno games are pretty, pretty yeah, weird. It, it's, They're it's, pretty awesome, that's all I agree. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though, with uh, sort of rare, valuable games, is they, they actually do come through often, and uh, it's because they're... With a lot of collectors, they're almost not used as a as a collectible game, but more as a commodity. Where if they can get a rare game for a good price, they know they they can turn that into a game they want. Uh, yeah, so uh, just looking for deals. The, there's sort of two ways to look at the games. Either you want like the collection for whatever reason you want the collection completionist or subset or whatever. But then if you see something like a little Samson and it's someone has it for, you know, a cheap price, you know that's a thousand dollar game. You're just gonna buy it if if you know you can flip that into another yeah. game. So we do get rare valuable games a lot because people collectors flip them into either buying mass amounts of regular <laughs> games or getting a couple other rare games they yeah. want to I mean, fill out their collection. I think in the past six months, it was more common for me to have Hagane in stock than Mario Kart 64. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's how weird is that? Yeah. That's yeah. super strange. <laughs> that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, we, we've, had, we've had two loose cart Haganes and, and a box, box Hagane in the space of about a year yeah and that's one of the rarest snes how much do they sell for uh the loose are about 500 a cartridge wow. and the box one is about 1500 I, I i asked 15 for it i sold it for 14 but i hear that's still a good price so it could be even more <laughs> and the thing is okay mario kart 64 is a bit of an exaggeration we yeah we've had more i than was exaggerating three. but uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd say we we've had it more than uh, like a mystical ninja goemon on n64 that's, that's a, true that, yeah that's a 25 dollar game but <laughs> yeah. we we haven't had any in probably I don't two think years anybody bought it when it was out that's yeah. why yeah. well no it's, it's a popular, it's popular. game it's a it's good popular. game it's one of my favorite n64 <laughs> games but we haven't had one in two years yeah but three haganes we're also <laughs> we're also so. for the viewers we're in canada so volume out here is a little lower too yeah, so it yeah. makes it a little harder to get that, stuff that's right. something actually people don't realize and this is i, I want to touch on this big time is people talk about um sort of u.s prices versus canadian prices and and rarity in that is um there are a lot more people in the u.s and therefore there are a lot more games and the, the trade community is all huge in the u.s so when you compare to online trading sites mostly based in the U.S., you have to realize that there, there are a hundred times more Chrono Triggers in the U.S.A. than there are in Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so it is harder to get them here. Um, Running a video game store in Canada. Is... And, and it's difficult because... <laughs> Don't do it. It's competition. <laughs> it, 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 it is hugely difficult because... Um, yeah. 
uh, people will compare you to, he's like, I can get this on eBay for, yeah. you know, 90 right. bucks. Right. So we have to sell it for 90 bucks, but we, we can't come across it as often because there's far, oh, far right. fewer of them here. You guys do lots of online sales then? No. No, actually, we, we purposely local? stay away from it because we want to keep games local. If we're selling uh, everything to the U.S. counterparts, we're just working against it. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, So, um, and honestly, we do things on eBay, but it's typically... Um, like at a manuals, Final Fantasy uh, watch. Yeah, really like weird nobody, stuff. Nobody that wants that. Four, four people in the world want it, and they're not coming in our stores. I looked for. I looked at it when it was. You not, saw not, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it, and I was like, "Oh, that would be cool. I totally want this." But then I didn't. Do yeah, it. No, yeah. No. So we we ended up selling that on eBay. I was we one sold, of those four. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we we sold just the really obscure stuff or the really abundant stuff. Like if we have a pile of con- like cables or controllers, we just want to get rid of them to clean out the back room or right. flip them online just to. get get rid of them because they're useless Mm -hmm. taking up room but we we really like building community in our store and getting to know people and uh involving people and uh, talking to people and that's why we have a store not just an ebay store yeah Uh, we would make far more money (laughs) selling stuff on ebay and then and we were selling and stuff but um, (laughs) we're not disappointed with that he's rolling his eyes Uh, i've been saying this a lot lately but morals don't make you money yeah yeah. um we try very hard to keep our prices fair we try very hard to um Offer high trade and low prices. <laughs> We're running on the thin margin idea of running a business. And anyone out there that's ever attempted that knows that it, it it's a struggle. Yeah. But we do it because it's a passion yeah. for us. It's it's what we want to do. We want to be involved. And we, we love... We love the community and the people. We hate the industry. <laughs> yeah, the industry's not not that cool. Yeah. Uh, like the progressive industry is really cool. Like the new industry, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of cool things. We're talking about just but the, like the... the collector community oh, yeah. industry is they not. Can be and the people and are cool. It's it's the market that's bad. It's we have to emphasize bad, that. Like everyone, so like a we... bubble economy. It's we not good. The majority of people we meet doing this are the coolest people. Like you guys. Uh, yeah. We yeah, met you here. Like yeah. you, you, you reached out to us because we've always been nice and fair, and that's oh, yeah. how we, we got to know each other. Yeah, we wouldn't go to EB and be like, hey, can I talk to you? For <laughs> can I talk to this 15-year-old yeah. employee? You seem to know yeah, video games. Yeah. I don't think that works but, but, And that's why we're in. That's why we do it is to just meet people and be cool, and we, we love building the community. The reason why we're doing this in uh, – we're actually doing this in Russell's brother's basement <laughs> suite room is because we run a game night at our store so we you yeah. know that's just a way that's a totally free thing like we, we pay someone extra to be there i don't make money uh, yeah, yeah we make nothing off of it <laughs> we don't sell things during that period our, our tills shut down it's it's just a matter of building the community staying close and uh, meeting people having yeah. games are supposed to be fun and yeah. you get to you get to do something you guys love too right? yeah that's, yeah that's the dream for anything if, I, if you're making money if you're not but if you get to go to work and do something that you enjoy. Oh yeah, I, that's, that's that's the dream. Right? I think uh, since opening the store, I have far more friends than I did before opening the store. Oh yeah, yeah. and now <laughs> like like mean. actual friends. She really like, stressed out are... about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's because like before before opening this store, like okay, let's take let's rewind like six years. Video gaming and being a geek wasn't the cultural iconic. It wasn't thing. trendy. No. It wasn't trendy. So we went from being like outcasts. To being cool cool people in the community. (laughs) Like, that's weird if you look at the spectrum. For us, it was really weird. Yeah. Because school was very split up. We were definitely outcast bullied. I get recognized. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was was at a... What was it? I was at... Oh, what's the burger place called? Um, I was at a Five Guys and... 
like Coquitlam <laughs> randomly and some guy comes up to me he's like you're the guy from Press Start aren't you like, like yeah he's like oh man you're so, so cool I'm like yeah thanks yeah, it's his coming of age story it's him cutting his <laughs> yeah, hair yeah. but it's it, it, it's right this thing there. it's like yeah, it, it's it's weird to get recognized it's like it, it's it's this sort of extremely minute celebrity thing where local. like yeah. Yeah, yeah it's extremely local but I was buying stuff at like shoppers and they're like oh yeah you're a press star though man. we went to we went to what was it Kamloops uh, uh no we went Kelowna? to Kelowna we went to Kelowna <laughs> park car going to a mall or whatever Just I'm walking out fun. there's a guy he's starting to stare at me down the <laughs> parking lot I'm like what's going on I get closer I don't have really great eyes sometimes so I can't really make out faces so I get closer and closer I'm like oh my god he knows who I am and he like yeah. walks up and he's like He's, he's like, he loves us. Like, he comes down from Kelowna now just to say hi sometimes. Yeah, just like, to shop at her. Story, he's a yeah. really nice guy. He, he, like, makes swords and stuff. But he's really cool. <laughs> he's really cool. He's and somebody you want yeah. on your, to be on your well, side. Yeah. You yeah. Oh, you got oh the guys. amount of people that think we're cool, too. <laughs> Everyone needs I, one sword friend. Oh, we, we got sword friends. Yep. We got crazy, like, mafia. Let us know if anyone's messing with your friends. Like... <laughs> This, yeah, be careful. It's, 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 it's crazy the people yeah. that love us, and we're yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good. Last yeah. podcast got way deeper than I thought. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy how it happens, too. It's just, you just yeah. put yourself out there, and the more people know you, the more you can get into the community. Networking, I think they call it. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I hear that's the term. That well, I think, like, of... what was it? We we met you more last year. Was it last year when yeah. you did the Pax Omegathon? Yeah. I didn't think I would actually, like, this sounds stupid, but I didn't think I'd know somebody close enough to be Omega Knot yeah. in that Omegathon at Pax. It's random. Oh, it's yeah. random. We've been so... doing it for, we were in there 10 years before one of us got selected. And that yeah. was with, like, seven or eight guys entering crazy. every year. Yeah, so I know somebody who's been in a Meganaut, and I'm on this podcast right now. Like, yeah. I didn't do very well, but at least you know I was <laughs> there. He practiced at our store. I don't know what's wrong. Hey, I, the, the, the game <laughs> you practiced, I practiced. I destroyed the first yeah. two rounds, and those That's are the true. games I practiced. Yeah. yeah so. I, re- I remember you sitting there playing Monkey Ball. Yeah. Which one did you die on? Uh, Katamari. Oh, we don't talk man. about it anymore. Yeah. I would have, like, tagged in. I think I'm so I did so well on the first two is why I did... They put me... They made me go first in Katamari. Uh, Just I so. was worried when you told me they had Katamari on the thing. Because I'm like, if you are not it's familiar so with random. Katamari, you can't do it. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Katamari. So I can do weird things. Because if you play the original version, you play, like, there's don't touch tech. the brown cows and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's actually, like, tech around it so that you don't have that problem. Yeah, and, they, and it benefited for other people going after because you can, each you point learn, is a different yeah. spawn yeah, point, too, in the same true. level. But you start to learn where others... Oh, oh there's a big d- bunch of domino blocks there that I can pick up and get really big really yeah, quick. Yeah. Going first really hurt me. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> then I got really drunk, so it was all good. Yeah. <laughs> went away. All your worries. <laughs> What's, what's your guys' white whale? Like, the one thing that you wish that you could purchase or you've seen oh, like, that you've never been uh, able to find? Or... The, the big thing with any real collector of any, like, subset is um, prototypes and not for resales. Mm. Um, uh, you, I was I, at the Retro Expo. Yeah. And somebody came up with a box. And he had a prototype Mega Man. He had a box wow. of prototypes, yeah. first of all. Okay. That's the wildest I only thing. saw one. <laughs> it's like someone walking up to you with like a box of gold and diamonds being like, look at this shit. I'm just walking around with it. <laughs> but yeah, he had a he had a, a prototype of the Mega Man for Game Gear. And uh, prototypes, I mean, there's only so, there's a very small amount of them. They're they, not were ne- they were never supposed to be <laughs> no. sold. They're blank, ugly looking. They're not usually even in a cartridge. They're just, just like a, a chip circuit board. board. Oh, yeah, wow. there's a guy upstairs. <laughs> At the same, the same expo, and there's a guy upstairs that he just had like demo station or yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the development stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the factory. Yeah, cool why guys. would you buy this? Yeah, no, it's he's crazy. He loved it. I was talking to him for a while. Well, that guy is we exceptionally crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's exceptionally crazy. We love him. He's one of our favorite guys. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was awesome. Like, he was, I was asking him, like, to program stuff. He's like, yeah, we're just running this, like, basic program on here right now. I wanted to get it all this crazy set up before, but I didn't have time. Yeah. And he just, I was like, yeah. it just blew my mind. Like, I, I, had no interest in it, a buying a system like that at all, but it just was so crazy when to you see, see someone that do that. Passion though, it yeah. almost makes you feel like you should have it. Yeah, that's right. I've had that problem. Like, <laughs> I should buy this Turbo Graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a, he, I think he had a PS2 dev kit. Up yeah, he did. There. He yeah. had a PS2 tool. Yeah, those are those are very hard to find. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. but it is crazy shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So the big the big thing is not for resales because they're a little bit more obtainable. Those were things typically done. Given to like testers oh, I know or about the, no, not for like, me. Uh, yeah, you you yeah. have a Pokemon <laughs> Snap one. Uh, yeah, Pokemon yeah, yeah. Snap. Or you got is that the Pokemon Snap uh, from the? It's the uh, black photo, it's, it's the, bla- the photo it's unit. The phone of the Blockbuster one that has yeah, the print yeah. shop. On so there, there's there's uh, other ones that were in demo cartridges or demo yeah. stations as well. Then again, prototypes. Those yeah. are the really really big ones. Uh, when I got that, I was I've ne- it was so upsetting when I because they sold it to us like it was a real game and then you couldn't get past the second level. You're oh, like, what? So I had it stored in a bin for ever and just and then we were, went to an, another retro gaming store and i was walking around the, the guy had a thing not free so i was like how much are you asking for that pokemon snap and he's like oh 500 bucks i was like i think i have that <laughs> it's the crappy one where you can't get past yeah. level two yeah that one. <laughs> i was like oh wait a minute and then i ran home i ran straight home and to uh go look in this bin and then i found it checked it out make sure everything worked there are a few people locally that actually have the snap station yeah. that that cart works for oh well i don't want it but. you can <laughs> still, you can still go online and buy the print it's a paper specific for it. station it's yeah. a big station has a screen on it and pokemon uh, stuff you can print your pictures you, you, you take eat? pictures of them and print their pictures like it was you know from like, like, it was from like a blockbuster yeah okay. Okay. only blockbusters well, had you, them you can still put it in a regular system yeah but it still works in my system it was just a demo game though so it only goes up to the second level yeah right and for example, difference is actually like the label. It'll yeah. say like a different thing on it, and yours says the right thing. To yeah, make it says it they're not yeah, for resale. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had a black market market, so it ruined the value. Of yeah, they markered over it and scratched it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens when I. When but I do but those are those are typically sort of the white whales of of collecting in general. So. Um, unfortunately for both of us, Zelda and Mega Man are very popular um, collections to collect. So, <laughs> looking for prototypes is almost pointless so um so what'd you guys say how much was this guy offering for these Mega Man prototypes he wouldn't say yeah he wouldn't say he, he wanted just showing to... them off no he wanted he wanted us to make an offer because he was happy to have them a lot of collectors will you know when you find something prized like that will keep it until someone makes the right offer and how do you know what like ah, I hate that he's yeah, like, like you're coming right you're showing offer? me something yeah. but you're like well, he knew, we, he knew oh, we like, were a bucks. store. <laughs> he knew we were a store, obviously, and he he was he was looking at trading for stuff, and we had a lot of weird stuff, and we were talking to him about it. He's a really reasonable guy, and um, he probably would have probably could have worked out a deal and stuff. The real reason we didn't want to really make an offer is because out of fear of you know lowballing, yeah. we didn't really want to. We're never out to rip people off. That's yeah, a huge yeah. like misconception with kind of game stores in general. We try to be as fair as possible. So when someone really cool has this really cool thing that we really want, we want to keep for ourselves. Um, it, it's hard to offer them a, like a fair price. Something <laughs> that's that's so yeah, you bad. want to rip them off. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You, you, you know, well, because you don't want to sell your store to get something that you want for your personal. Exactly. Collection. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Uh, and it, even then, on the other side, if, if we're going to resell, it, we have to make profit on it too. 
Um, obviously, a lot of people understand this and know this, but um, it, it's really hard when we look at something like this is worth two thousand dollars, let's say. So we'll you know we'll give you five hundred for it, and people you know go oh that's a quarter. And it's like well, there's five people in the world who want this thing. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. of them have two thousand yeah. dollars. Have you not watched Pawn yeah. Stars? You always got to lowball them first. Yeah. And that's not the lowball price. That's the top end yeah. price. Well, you, you know, got to like, find things are only worth money if you can find them. If you're a that's it. You know, it's, it's only worth what people will pay for. Yeah. It. Say something's worth two thousand dollars, and you're a collector, and he came up to me. And I had money in my pocket to buy it. I would offer him, say, like twelve to fifteen for it, because yeah. that's a fair collector yeah. price. Yeah. But as a store, uh, John's right. You you have to buy it. So you have to make that profit, or we're out of business. And, we can't and, and grow the community. We're gonna anymore. sit on that for years. No, we're yeah. never gonna sell and, and, it. And it's, it's crazy because p- people don't think about the in-store real estate. That's one thing people re- until you've either worked in retail or run retail is uh, we have a, a rare case in our store. And it's often full to the point where we there's actually things we can't put in it. And if something's sitting there for six months, it's taking up space that something else we could put that there. That could be selling. Um, so when we have something that's worth $2,000, we can't even afford to put that in our case. Especially something as ugly as like a prototype. It's a cool piece to talk about, but the fact that it's taking up a slot that we could put... You know, I mean, Pokemon Game Boy in that's you know eighty dollars yeah. that someone will buy. Yeah. Uh, we, there's real estate within our store, uh, and we can't just leave the things out on a shelf somewhere where someone can pocket it because right. it's two grand. <laughs> so that that's a big part when we're buying rare things is um, the real estate in store. It's, it, it's turnover. If something turns over quick, uh, like Smash Bros Melee, that's a seventy dollar game, uh, but I can sell it tomorrow. Sure, you know, we'll give a higher trade on that because it'll sell right away. You come in with a, a, a like a, a Caesar's Palace prototype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sure, sure. That's, that could be worth six, eight hundred bucks. I'm still only giving you like 40, 50 bucks for it because I, I, I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I don't want it sitting in my case forever. But those things are also um, hard to price, too. Like, how do you, what do you hard. base that off of? It's impossible. It's um, the, the, the only thing you can really do is, uh, the, there's a, there's some good communities that, that are, are good. Uh, like, Atari Age and Nintendo Age, these are forums you can go to. People discuss values of things, and uh, you can reach out and get, get, get an idea. But often those people can only be, they also want to buy it. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> they're going to start a little low as well. Uh, with normal sort of common stuff, um, there is video game price charting. This thing is often used as sort of a Bible, and it really shouldn't be because it takes an average of eBay, and that's not good because of fluke sales yeah. and bad sales and all this. It's stuff. all timing too, right? The, yeah. the the best way if you want to learn prices for collectible games is go onto eBay, search the game in the condition that you want it in. Filter it to the sold listings and filter it to um, lowest plus shipping. And you can see what people are actually paying for it and scroll through. And you'll start to see price breaks. And from that, you can build your own average. And that's sort of what people will pay for games. Because uh, you can list anything you want for anything you want on eBay. That's why it can't be trusted when you just... <laughs> yeah. How much is, you know, the this Ken Griffey Jr. baseball card <laughs> enter? Uh, it always hits best match first. Yeah, and that's always And that's just higher. random super things. super high. And, and like those are listed. Highest, yeah. So, I, you know, I can list one for $10,000. That doesn't indicate any value. <laughs> yeah. Value is what people will pay for something. But even that can be a little skewed. Because um, the, there are certain things that... Um, 
What's a good example? Like the the television keyboard we were talking about. Did you hear about. my variance on that when I told the, you? There's that? a seven thousand dollar variance. <laughs> yeah, like it's seven thousand because we don't that's know. Because yeah. two so have, that's because two of two have come up on, on eBay in the past five years. Uh. So you can't use that to price. You have to talk to the community. And in the community they go, Oh well that's you know, that's the white whale. It's like a fifteen grand piece and another person will go, No, uh, I'd only pay two for it. Yeah, yeah no, I mean this so, actually happened. Like so, the get a good deal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like how do you value something like that? You put a price tag on it. You, if no one buys it, you, you wedge it down a little. And mm. it, it's you got to just kind of feel it out. And that's that's the hard part of the industry is learning how to read people when you tell them a price. Mm. Um, it must it, be it, frustrating getting like people coming in like, oh, I saw this on eBay selling for eighty bucks. And yeah, now you're only offering me fifty for it. What the Luckily, hell? Luckily, that doesn't <laughs> happen to as much. Actually, the the the. Uh, well, no, yeah, they'll they'll think that something's worth more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they'll think that something's worth more, and then we're selling it for way less. Yeah. and then it makes me sometimes question my pricing. But then I look it up. I'm like, no, they even just didn't search is, it right. Even yeah. if it is, eBay's taking a cut of that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in the end, everybody forgets that you're giving them eBay cash takes a right cut. Now. PayPal, PayPal takes a some. cut. Amazon takes a big cut. So oh, you know see games on there. That's why don't price. buy from Amazon people. Oh yeah, stop using Amazon for retro games. <laughs> It's it makes bad. no sense. It's they're so the, expensive. They're the most overpriced. Stupid. Honestly, go to eBay instead. <laughs> it's the same thing, but the pr- games are cheaper. <laughs> I've heard somebody go like, "Oh, that game's three hundred dollars on Amazon." I look it up. I'm like, "No, it's like eighty bucks on eBay." Yeah. <laughs> like, what is wrong with Amazon? I'll check Amazon. Lo and behold, there it'll be for three hundred dollars. Yeah. But you don't it, like to look two places, apparently. Well, you can't. You can't really filter sold on Amazon. I think that's one of the yeah, yeah. problems. You can't filter sold. No, you can see what's on for sale. So you only see what you're asking for. That's Fil- why it's fil- always more expensive. Filtering to yeah. sold is the key for trying to learn prices. Yeah. I say try to learn prices because looking up, let's say, like Smash Bros. Melee on eBay, you're going to get a variance of like $12 because someone got a good bid up to like $150 because someone was impatient. Mm. You really have to learn how to gauge what things are actually selling for. And the best way to do that is just by scrolling through lists of scrolled. And that's what I tell anybody. People come in all the time. They're like, oh, I'm just getting into collecting. You know, what's your advice? That's it is learn your prices um, and and spend a lot of time in Nintendo age, Atari age, and then your sold listings of eBay. And you'll you'll learn how to spot a game and go, oh, that's should be worth about, yeah. you know, thirty, forty dollars. Right. Anything you guys regret not buying when seeing one time? Uh, uh, little oh. Samson and a King Neptune uh, went on Craigslist uh, a couple of years ago, like literally a couple of years ago. It was like five hundred or four hundred for both of them. Oh wow! I super regret. Not <laughs> well, you missed out on that uh, Mega Man Nine press kit. Yeah, that was like when I'm collecting. Yeah. I missed. It. Oh, actually, this is a crazy store. I'm not gonna say what game store, <laughs> but I went into a game store and they had a gray World Championship card. And it was marked at $100. This was four years before I opened, approximately, my <sighs> store. $100. Now, at the time, I did look at charts that might have not been unreasonable because it wasn't popular. So yeah. no one cared. No, it wasn't. Uh, it it surprisingly, hadn't spiked yet. It was a great card. You have to remember, this is about 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was, it was really weird. And I didn't buy it. And I talked to the owner years and years later after I owned a sword about this specific cart that he had. And apparently it was legitimate and he regrets not keeping it. 
But at the time, he knew he was making money on it, so yeah. it was fine. But the fact that it went so crazy in price, because people now realizing that World Championship was a thing. Yeah. Because this was, like he was saying, like 10 plus years yeah. ago. At the time, World Championship, people, like, it was still, like, a it, thing. There but... hadn't been a Kotaku yeah. article. It didn't about matter. It, <laughs> it didn't no, matter. Yeah. There weren't crazy eBay listings for it yet. It, it was It was really that thing where... The only the super nerds knew what it was. Yeah. It Wizard hasn't had had come back in popularity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was different at the time. It was a different era, but it was weird because I I legitimately remember seeing it. I have a pretty good memory for like I remember being in the case. I remember looking. I'm like, holy crap, that's a world yeah. champion. I didn't think much of it. I'm like, a hundred bucks, ah. and that's I just, like <laughs> walked away. It wasn't a big cool. deal, right? But someone got it, uh. <laughs> so I kind of regret that one just because I remember it so vividly. Yeah, and uh, there was one time where we spotted a uh, Mega Man 9 press kit. In Mega the Man 9 press kit. And it was at a decent price as well. Yeah. Uh, Darn. There's uh, one of the, the, <laughs> the second, the first packs we went to, but the second packs ever, they had, uh, the, the Megathon prize was every Nintendo game ever. Oh, but yeah. I think they were missing like two or three or four, like probably the really rare stuff. But I remember like that being one of just the coolest prizes. That's a good and prize. And you go into the, sh- into the showroom. And they had it like locked in like a big cage, <laughs> oh. all just the games just all stacked off with like a Rob the Robot on top. Nice. Oh wow, stuff. that's a good prize. Yeah, yeah. Because before they started giving away the the free trip to Japan or whatever they give away for the oh, prize okay. now. Yeah, yeah. And then away. the year after that, it was I think you got two Scions, like the car, okay. and they're all like tripped out with inside <laughs> with, with like a PS2 and, and like Xbox 360 that's or something. That's crazy. That's so weird. Yeah, those are that. the prizes before. Then they just gave up, and now they just give. They just dialed it back. Yeah, now they just give you a free trip to Japan. Yeah, Japan's really and, then, oh. and then nobody takes it because the when when I signed up, they make you sign a waiver like, oh, do you want cash or do you want to take this trip? Cash. Yeah. Oh, but the, the trip was insane. It's like you don't know if you're gonna win first of all. So even if you do, it's like, all right, we'll fly you there for like whatever the uh, Tokyo Game Show is for like three days, yeah. and then fly you back. This is like a. 18 hour flight i'm oh, not flying that yeah, far no. i'm going for... to japan in september I don't <laughs> yeah know. i'm not you flying so far to fly for like three days yeah they should like, give oh, you a ridiculous. week yeah they should give you a week how much is the cash uh, i think it only amounted to like four thousand dollars or something that's uh, still for something hey, that you got randomly US. chose yeah yeah that's yeah. 30 yeah, more there yeah you, it, you could <laughs> probably pay for a week trip to japan the, the best thing is you yeah, got your yeah, free pack you got a yeah. free yeah. packs pass to packs that was the the uh, main yeah, thing just yeah. getting i think took right. out five thousand to go to japan yeah, we went total. for like yeah and i didn't even use it no like we're japan's not as expensive as people think especially if you live in vancouver if you live in vancouver everything in the world is cheaper to you. <laughs> i can live everywhere i go and i like get a meal and i'm like wow this meal was so huge in the states and it like cost me like 10 bucks i'm like wow how'd i get away with that why is no one eating 10 dollar <laughs> meals in the states <laughs> Everybody's buying those i can buy dollars. property here <laughs> yeah 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 no i think that you guys ever deal with like big uh arcade cabinets pinballs things like that a little bit we have some in our store obviously we haven't really gotten into the market of selling them Mostly because so far we just like hoarding them. <laughs> they're cool. Uh, they're cool. The market's really slim on them. Um, this market I've been trying to get finding into them in now. good shape yeah. and working without technological know-how of fixing them yeah. Yeah. can be a problem. Pinball machines are really oh, known for they're, that because they're so mechanical. Yeah. The so more can, uh, we actually know a guy who used to own an arcade in Surrey. Now he manages an arcade in Richmond, so he has all kinds of crazy 
stuff that he's always trying to get us to put in our store. <laughs> he likes redemption machines. Oh man, he has like oh, all right. of yeah. the skee-ball machines. <laughs> you know, so. Just, he just wants we, to get those tickets. He's yeah, yeah. Saving he's, up for he's that. Big on that. Like a lot of the arcades apparently that are in the Granville Island Children's Center, his oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that, they're all owned by him and um yeah, he is. He's constantly trying to get us to put ski ball in our store. <laughs> like, should, everybody should have a ski ball machine. Yeah, it's like this event's coming up. Oh, do you guys need ski ball? <laughs> like, no, man. Yeah, it's all no, good. We're good. <laughs> I like how he's just like he got an event. Like, is it these those ski ball machines are not easy to move? Oh no, they're they're, they're all in pieces. He's like, just give me a week's notice. Like, set it <laughs> yeah, up. he like sets it up. Yeah, <laughs> just give me a week. He, in he has like segways. He has bumper cars. He has uh, all this. Crazy if you ever had. Has a haunted house pinball machine. You let me know. That I don't think he has any pinball. Everywhere. I don't think he has any. No, pinball. I think I think he 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 sold a lot of stuff. When he, he has shut a down. duck hunt machine where you yeah. use like a little fake gun and you shoot metal like the, the, the ones you knock oh, down. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's one of his coolest things. You we have to wake up at three a.m. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I did want to talk to you about, quickly about E3. Oh, yeah. You guys are heading down there. Yeah, we are. This yeah. will probably air after you get back. So, what predictions do you want to make? Um, I don't know. There's tons of rumors out there. I think VR is going to be big. VR porn is going to be good. Well, yeah. not just the porn, porn, but just that's all you're going to see. Just I want to have a definite prediction, and now <laughs> yeah. I really need to get into the see this. People are excited about the rumors with Red Dead Redemption Two. All um, the sequels. All it's going to be a big sequel. There's year. been comments about. See, that's that's the women. <laughs> uh, there's been comments Ladies about them building. doing possibly a Skyrim remaster. That's a possibility. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, Bethesda's got a bunch of stuff going on, so who knows what they're going to be announcing? It's always hard to say. I've heard that they might revive Prey Two. Yeah. Um, Prey Two has kind of been. Uh, all... It looks so good. I saw it. At I know. One year, I know. And you're like a crazy bounty hunter through like okay, a crazy Prey alien is world. really good. So doing a sequel to that robust world would be a good idea. And it was completely different. It was different. Through. It was a different idea, and I like it when they do that. It's the same kind of universe. world universe, but a different person, a different era, a different thing going on. I think that's a cool way of doing sequels. I completely forgot up. about it until I read an article about Prey Two Pre- getting, Pre- and then I was like, I remember seeing that at PAX and watching it for hours we and thinking like, this to, is so cool when we went to e3 the uh, building had a giant prey 2 poster on yeah. it one year or they our spent first year money <laughs> putting that poster up and they didn't release prey 2 so there has been a lot of prey 2 talk in rumor mill yeah rumor but, uh, we're gonna see some more last guardian then uh yeah. they, they they're they say it's still coming out this year so I don't know how that's going to work. Unless yeah, they they had a really in-depth gameplay demo last year that we watched, and it does look really good, but I think I'm over it, sadly. It's going to be like a retro game by the time it comes out. It's like yeah, a Duke Nukem I, thing. I, I'm, just I'm just kind of 15 over 15 years it. later, it's it's already uh, too Has old. anybody ever played uh, Popo and Yo? Or Yo? Yeah, Yo-Yo. Popo and Yo or Popo whatever. Sounds familiar. I haven't played it. Anyways, it's, it's very a game similar idea. where you have like a giant magical monster, and you go through and solve puzzles with him. And there's not really as much um, action as there is puzzle solving. I feel that Last Guardian's going that way. I'm not saying yeah, it's going to yeah. be bad, but I'll tell <laughs> you one thing about the demo I saw, and people are going to like get mad at me with this, but I almost fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very quiet. It was very, like, they were trying to be very emotional. I wasn't really attached to the characters at the moment. I liked yeah, the graphical style of it. But yeah, well, he... Papo and why is he still Papo and Why yo. is he still, like, nine years old? This, <laughs> we were showing this, like, ten years ago. Decade, yeah. Okay, so I did play through Papo and Yo, and I, I highly enjoy it, and I do recommend it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Last Guardian is going to be great, but I don't think it's going to be this like new thing that's going to drive everybody. Like, like I said, I'm just, I'm just kind of over it. Ten years ago, I was hype. 
Yeah. Um, because Shadow of the Colossus was hype. Ico was hype. Um, but now it's it's been in development so long, and now that I've seen a gameplay demo of it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, this is gonna be good, but I'm not buying this you know i'll, I'll watch I'll, a twitch stream well, yeah. no, once it's free on playstation plus or if <laughs> someone the later. great thing about running a store when someone trades something yeah. in you get I'll to play, play it. it yeah i'll try so, it. uh but yeah unfortunately i'm kind of over the hype of um last card make sure you play it only during store hours so that you get yeah. paid to play M- it. maximum okay. <laughs> you know i gotta say the one thing about playing games during store hours it's and impossible. this is to everybody <laughs> out there it's first of all it's impossible and if you hate backseat gaming <laughs> don't play in store yeah everybody stands at the till watching oh did you know that oh did you know that the and secret's like, over there yeah you're like <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> yeah, uh, so the ending when this happens is the worst part of the game. Spoilers are just, the worst. Yeah. All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, we usually pause it. We'll just sit there and be yeah. quiet. <laughs> the only game you can, we can play in store really right now is Mario Maker because there's nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. You can play it in five second segments, and uh, nobody really knows what you're doing in that level because it's a new level to them too. Yeah, yeah so, so they can't spoil it. For they you. can't tell me. Yeah, anything. yeah. Uh, it's it's impossible. People people think that uh, running the game stores is the dream job because you get to sit there and play games all day. Though we do get to play games occasionally, <laughs> there is work involved. And the other thing is, you just you can't get into a game when people are constantly coming, coming in. in. Yeah, like, that's a thing. Like story, I, I, story I, games. You can't play Last of Us. You know, no, like, yeah. like I'm emotionally attached. What to these the hell characters. is the point of playing the game store anymore? <laughs> and, and, and imagine like when you were a teenager and you were playing a game and your parents would come into your room and talk to you. <laughs> yeah. How annoying that is! But it happens constantly. I'm not saying customers are annoying, but it's just that disturbance where you're like getting into it and you're. Oh yeah, people exist. I have to, <laughs> I have to be a human right now. You, you just can't get into games out anymore. Of the fantasy. Yeah. yeah, no matter what. They, so, they ripped that VR headset off. Yeah, so so there's there's no VR might help. Yeah. We have one guy running, telling the other guy with the headphones on VR. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. watching VR porn. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> but, it's like uh, I'm here by myself. So, so that, make that, a game. That, that's a huge myth that I want to bust on this. Yeah. We don't get to get hugely wrapped up into games. And, and, and you know what store. the crazy thing is? Why we get to like, oh, it's this huge myth. Because every time we're in the store, it's it kind of gets old. <laughs> it's been six years. And somebody will come and it's like, oh man, you guys must just get to play video games all day. And we look at them. And there's like this mess and stacks of games around us like yeah dude yeah. That's, all yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all we do because <laughs> there's nothing more fun than sitting there and pricing out ps2 games <laughs> how much is this sports game to oh, <laughs> only 299 nhl 99 yeah, yeah. So. that's really what our job is is sorting ps2 games there are good things. <laughs> 90 percent of your job yeah ps2 games that's what it is. 10% watching VR porn, 90% watching pricey PS2 games. Pretty make much, a VR yeah. game of working in a video game store. And, and people would shoot themselves. Alright. Anything you guys want to plug? We gotta get, you guys gotta get bed. You Press our video now. games, yeah. 734 12th Street, New Westminster, BC. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook. That's our, oh, and <laughs> nice. Twitter. Those are the only social medias we bother. Yeah, with. I'm not giving away my phone number. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't need prank calls. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. there you guys have it. Uh, this has been, a, I think, our longest podcast ever. <laughs> oh. We're, running, we're uh, getting yeah, close to an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we no, it's good. It's one of the yeah. best ones yet. Okay, great. Very informative. Yeah. Well, cool. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together.
together now! You got it! It's the Mario! Do the Mario! Swing your arms from side to side! Come on, it's time to go! Do the Mario! Take one step and then again! Let's do the Mario! All together now! Come on now! Just like that! I love the power glove. It's so bad. Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh?